Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, February 27th. I am the way, the true one, the living one. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6 from the voice translation, which is modified just a tad. Jesus says, don't get lost in despair. Believe in God and keep believing in me. My Father's home is designed to accommodate all of you. If there were not room for everyone, I would have told you that. I'm going to make arrangements for your arrival. I will be there to greet you personally and welcome you home, where we will be together. You know where I'm going and how to get there. Thomas interjects, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the path? To which Jesus answers, I am the path, the true one, the living one. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is God's Word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's our traditional rendering that makes Jesus' affirmation a nice three-part sermon. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life. And that would certainly be a great three-part sermon. It may even be the sermon we hear following on the heels of these devotions, which is fine. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. That's all true, and we could travel down the road of those three descriptors with much profit indeed. I would just suggest another way of reading and processing this statement, considering common Greek and Hebrew usage, the one reflected in my modified quotation of these lines from John in the voice translation. Frequently, in Greek and Hebrew usage, two or more nouns are joined by the conjunction and... Okay, sorry for the grammar lesson and what for many of you is the first, no, it's first thing in the morning here. Most of us really don't want grammar with our morning coffee, but there is a worthwhile point here, so hang on. Anyway, as I was saying, frequently in Greek and Hebrew usage, two or more nouns are joined by the conjunction and, with the first noun serving as the key word and the following nouns serving as adjectival modifiers. There has to be a proper grammatical term for this frequently observed phenomenon, but for the life of me, I can't remember it because, well, I haven't had my morning coffee. But this happens in both Old and New Testaments a lot. For example, frequently biblical characters will request fairness or fealty to promises made by asking that someone do grace and truth with them, which we typically don't translate literally. Because after all, how do you do truth? But rather, we render it as a request to show true kindness to me or simply have compassion on me. In other words, do grace and truth with me means to follow through with genuine kindness with a suppliant focused on asking for one thing rather than two. So potentially here, if you have margins to consider it. Once again, feel free to run with that traditional three-point sermon. But what if Jesus isn't so much telling his disciples three things about himself, but one thing? Which one thing just happened to be the one thing uppermost in their minds at the moment? 
Jesus just told them that he's leaving and they're staying, and that they know the way or path or road to where he's going so they can follow along later. Remember, this is the upper room during the climactic week of Jesus' life in ministry, and they know some dark clouds of imminent conflict are gathering. They've heard the words and the debates and the denunciations, and they've seen the hardened faces of those with power who are now being directly challenged by this peasant rabbi from Galilee. As the powers that be gather like a storm, the disciples hear Jesus telling them he's doing what he's so often done. He's hiding himself. He's going to a secret location, and he's doing so by himself. And they will join him there later, and not to worry, because they all know how to get there. That's what they heard. And it's Thomas that expresses it for them with just a bit of alarm because they have no idea what that sequestered spot is and thus no idea how to join him there later. Oh, the challenge of navigating a rabbi's words who so often sounds like he's giving it to you straight when he's actually speaking in metaphor and parable and riddles in double or triple or quadruple layered meanings. Tell us about it. They think he's about to leave the room for a hidden location to avoid what's coming because, as always, my time has not yet come. But in his last extended talk with them before all of this came down, he's emphatically telling them that it's all changed. The time has now come. And far from avoiding it, he's going out boldly to meet it. And so his going to prepare a place and them knowing the way there was something much bigger, something much more profound encompassing heaven and earth and the path leading from one to the other, a path, a true and living path that he personally embodied and that they had actually already been walking for up to a year or more as they followed him along the dusty roads of Galilee. Which means we can potentially be walking the road or path or way that is Jesus long before we even realize that's what we've been doing. Wait, what? Whoa. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. How often have you related to Jesus more as the view or the outlook or the perspective or, yes, egads, the proposition or the syllogism? In other words, someone about whom you must believe certain things as opposed to someone who embodies the very path on which you walk out and work out life in the wide world. How do we go about walking the way that is Jesus? Okay. You see, we're not done with that question yet. Nor are we done with the prayer that follows. This is the way. Walk in it, says the ancient prophet. Show me how to embrace that call, that challenge to do more than accumulate descriptive words and explanations and theological surmisings about who you are as I tally up your teachings in manageable collections. Get me on the road, Lord, the road you embodied, the road you intend me, in turn, to embody here, now, through your mercies. <laughs> 